Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Yes, it's that thing of not pushing the button at the right time. It is a gorgeous spring, because it ain't summer yet, folks. Morning! And we're going to start out the show today, Political Coffee, by talking about some opportunities for you. You know, to get um, get into it, folks. See, today there is a, and I, and I didn't see this until Unify Oregon sent out a, um, a piece about this. Today at 9 a.m., there's a prayer rally at the state capitol. Yeah, I know, Super Dave. Oops. <laughs> I do that a lot. Uh, yeah, that's me not pushing the button that says, hey, you can talk now. Anyway, there's a prayer rally today at the state capitol, 9 a.m. And I don't know who's putting this on. This is the first I've seen it. This is from Unify Oregon. That's Gary who's the guy who always calls in and says, go Ducks, and I always say, go Beavs. Anyway, 9 a.m. today, pastors will be leading prayer, they write, for legislature's wisdom and courage to stop this evil bill to allow children to be butchered. They will also have a petition to sign for everyone who attends. Now, I don't know what this petition is, the first I've heard of it. Um, there's she... What they're talking about is House Bill 2002B. Now, one of the things that we talk about on this radio show is the these political issues of the day. In a, we want to talk about them in a way that allows you to be. Um, persuasive with persuadable people allows you to change your world. Because to be honest with you, folks, it's the only way through prayer and what I believe is the Holy Spirit guiding you, not me, but you individually to have conversations with people about these important issues, to have them in a way that helps that person see that conservative values of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, of faith, are not only relevant today, but they're needed now more than ever. Now, divine guidance through prayer is the foundation of all of this. Because you see, America was not founded as a uh, godless place was founded and dedicated. Pastor Robert Hunt, an Anglican pastor, had came to the American shores. They came in three ships. 1607, April, to Cape Henry, Chesapeake Bay. And they took that wooden cross up a sand dune and they put it in the dune and he dedicated this country, this nation, 
to spreading the gospel, not only in America, this new land, the new world, they called it, but all over the world. That's what America was founded for. So when it comes to this evil bill, as Unify Oregon says, that would allow children to be butchered. The fight is today, folks. Now, I led up to all of that by saying the persuadable, having persuasive conversations. That's how we change this. Well, here's what the argument is on the other side for allowing 10-year-olds to get abortions. And that is this bill, this reproductive bill, protects children. So this is a letter to the editor from some leftist out of Portland who basically says that 10-year-olds shouldn't be giving birth. She's right. Their bodies and emotional maturity are not ready. And how did she get pregnant? It's not likely to be consensual with a boyfriend of a similar age. It's hard to envision a situation that did not involve coercion at a minimum, a more likely rape. It is likely she's right. That a law has been broken by someone having sex with a 10-year-old girl or younger. Now, let's stop here for a moment. So, so the basis of this, this article is this. It's if a pregnant 10-year-old can't confide in her parents, then doctors have to do what's medically necessary to protect her, including an abortion. That, this is not parental rights, this person writes. This is protecting the health of a minor. That's their argument. Well, if, if a 10-year-old got impregnant, impregnated and can't confide in her parents, then a doctor, society has to step in. Who has the legal obligation for that child? If you take away this one issue, what about if that child gets cancer and the parent believes in prayer and doesn't treat the child for cancer? In Oregon, that's happened a bunch and parents get prosecuted and go to jail. It's happened, folks. Parents have the legal obligations. This is about parental rights, not about protecting a child. But the left will tell you that it is. Now, let's stop for a second. How many of you saw the video or heard about the video? My own mother heard about this at church. She goes to a Seventh-day Adventist church over in Prineville. There was a video around last week in a school, in a cafeteria, about two six-year-olds having sex, a boy and a girl, under a cafeteria table being filmed or videoed on a smartphone by an eight-year-old. Now, 
Why is that being allowed in public school? What's being taught in that school? I mean, there's a lot of questions here, but my point is this, folks. The left is going to say, well, this protects that 10-year-old child. No, it doesn't. Because this bill is a lot more than just abortion of 10-year-olds. This bill is about 10-year-olds deciding they want to be a different sex. And the parent can't stop it. And if the parent tries to, the parent can go to jail. That's what this bill is about. But the left is going to tell you that it's about parental, it's not about parental right, it's about protecting the child. By the way, this is a lead, as you would expect it to go, opinion, letter to the editor, in the fish wrapper. It's right up front. Now, apparently, Although I'm seeing conflicting uh, news stories, apparently the Oregon Senate is not going to meet in session today. The House will be, but apparently not the Oregon Senate. They're still trying to find more time to work out a deal. Well, the deal cannot, cannot be Republicans caving on this bill. Now, regarding this bill, a temporary restraining order was denied for House Bill 2002B. Now, a lawsuit has, the way this works is a lawsuit has to be filed, and then you go and ask a judge for a temporary restraining order. And that judge considers that depending on their opinion, and judges have different opinions, right? Their opinion of whether the underlying lawsuit is likely to be successful or not. And if they think it will be, then they will grant a temporary restraining order, which is exactly what the judge in Harney County did on measure 114, the unconstitutional gun measure, right? Well, they have hung their hat, the Republicans, and to some extent Oregon right to life on this lawsuit. They've asked for a temporary restraining order. Well, the bill hasn't passed yet. A judge denied it, David Leith, here in Marion County, because that's where the lawsuit was filed. Okay? But the lawsuit was filed for all the wrong reasons. It violates Senate Rule 1302, it violates Oregon statute and it violates Article 4 and 21 of the Oregon Constitution. You know, this is that lead reason that the Senate Republicans are screwing up and not talking about 10-year-olds getting abortions and transgender surgeries without their parents' consent or knowledge. And oh, by the way, if you object, you can go to jail as a parent. It is about parental rights. Again, this is about the Republicans' mantra, well, this violates the Oregon Constitution. You're not written in plain language. The stupidity of their message is clearly evident to everybody. You see, the prayer vigil today at 9 a.m. at the state capitol isn't about the Republicans' argument. It's about this evil bill that allows children to be butchered. So, 
The suit is still seeking declaratory and injunctive relief, an injunction to stop House Bill 2002 so that the summary can be written in a manner that results in a score of at least 60 on the flesh readability test or meets an equivalent standard of comparable tests. Basically, you got to be able to read it at eighth grade level. Now, what would happen if Democrats said, okay, we'll go back and we'll rewrite the summary in really plain language? What would happen? Well, the lawsuit would either have to be dismissed or dropped because now you don't have a merit of reason for the lawsuit. The bill would move forward. What would be the excuse then if Republicans stayed out? Or would they? Hmm? Is it not the underlying reason of parental rights? Children being butchered with transgender surgeries, abortions at 10 years old or younger? What do you think? Back in a moment. It is 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 22 minutes past the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buke GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm. News. By the way, tonight is uh, Political Coffee Clatch Night. Okay? At the Honky Talk. Our guest tonight is Farrelly Nelson. She is CEO of Unify Oregon. She's going to talking about what she learned from her years as a liberal with Greenpeace and how conservatives can use Greenpeace's tactics to change Oregon because Farrelly became a Christian conservative. She's going to be talking about that tonight, 6 o'clock, at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. By the way, I hope you had a wonderful, glorious Mother's Day. But truly, to all you mothers out there, I hope it was wonderful for you. Um, and those of you who aren't mothers, I hope that you are able to honor the memory of your mother or if you're, you have a mother and you're not a mother yet, that you're able and we're able to bless another mother's life. Speaking of Mother's Day, there's a Liberty Daily story about these demonic transvestites that performed a sexually charged Mother's Day show in front of children in Democrat hellhole, Washington, D.C. What a wonderful, wonderful way 
to influence these young minds. Transvestites. The sickness in America is very real, folks. This is a story by Andy No. It's um, in what's called, it's an online website called PM. This show, by the way, I, 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 I apologize because I misspoke. It isn't Washington, D.C. It's Washington, Seattle, folks. Uh, the remixed bar in Arlington, Washington, Hosted a drag show. Celebrating Mothers was the name of it. He described it as an all-ages show featuring $12 bottomless mimosas. And people took videos. And they were using a pole, wearing stripper heels and gyrating sexually on the floor. Children can be seen sitting, sitting next to adults in the venue. That's sick, folks. These people are sick beyond belief. So there you go. That's how some other people spent their Mother's Day. Now, so the left is saying that House Bill 2002 protects children. From what? Oh, from parents. That's what it does. It's not about parental rights. It's about protecting children. That's their argument. So who has the ultimate responsibility for the protection of those children? Who conceived them? Who bore them? Who birthed them? Who changed their diapers? Was it the medical? Was it a doctor? Was it a judge? Was it state lawmakers? No. Who has the ultimate legal responsibility for everything having to do with that child until they get to 18? The laws of Oregon, a parent does. This is the false argument of the left. You need to make the counter argument, and I just made it to you. Whose responsibility is it? And they use the probably extremely rare but likely scenario that somebody impregnated, impregnated a 10-year-old or younger. That, folks, is a criminal act. By the way, House Bill 2002 is pretty silent on that. Now, that's what the 9 a.m. today prayer rally at the state capitol is all about. I just learned about it when I opened up my email today. Apparently, the Oregon Senate is not going to meet today, although I'm seeing another story that says, well, I might be up in the air. If they meet tomorrow and Republicans don't show up, some of those Republicans hit the 10-day limit. Now, here's the thing you need to know. And this is Republicans' only leverage. It's not just sitting out and not providing a quorum. It's this. If Republican legislators that have stayed away from the Capitol, 
denying a quorum. So this heinous bill and all these bad gun bills, and actually, as Tim Canope rightly pointed out, about 20 bad bills are sitting there just not able to move. If they stay out past the 10-day limit, which is what the Oregon voters put in Oregon's constitution, say, well, then if you do that, you can never run for re-election in the House or the Senate again. Okay. Once those senators pass the 10-day mark, they have no incentive to come back at all before the, ses- the session ends. And nobody can go get them. Nobody can force them to do it. That's the ultimate leverage Republicans have. And there's a lot of budgets that have to be passed. Still, it's 6.30. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. That's uh, 24 minutes before the top of the hour. 23 minutes, actually. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Like the one I got from one of our listeners. It says, good morning, Jeff. Are there not already laws on the books that take care of incestuous relatives? To take care of someone who rapes a child? What is the benefit of this butcher bill other than to allow for mutilation of our underage children? You're right. There are already laws on the books on all of these subjects. Yes, incestuous relatives, someone who has raped a child, or even just had, quote-unquote, consensual sex with a child. These are a measure 11 crimes, by the way. You go to jail and you don't get out for a long time. Yeah, those laws are already on the books in Oregon. By the way, um, Freddie sent me a great tweet from Charlie Kirk. Here's what Charlie Kirk said. If you're 18... You think you're the opposite sex? You have a mental illness. If you're eight and you think you're the opposite sex, your mother has a mental illness. Amen. Which would explain the drag queen show at a bar that parents apparently took their kids to to watch these drag queens in Seattle yesterday performed the sickening, lewd, sexually suggestive dance in front of these little kids. Now, I just, just think to yourself, what do you think that's doing? 
to the mindset of these kids. Just curious. What do you think? By the way, uh, a state employee who shall never be named is please urge your listeners to get your ballots in and to vote for Satya, Chrissy Hudson, and Cassidy Trout for the Salem-Kaiser School District Board. You know, they've all been to the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, to our political coffee clutch, where Fairleigh Nelson, who's the CEO of Unify Oregon, the former liberal Greenpeace activist who now is a very conservative Christian, she's going to be speaking tonight about what we can do, about how we can use the same tactics the left uses to beat them at their own game. Anyway, it's the election debt. The election is tomorrow, folks. This person writes, if someone listening has not filled out their ballot, they should do so before your show is over today. And put it in the mail, or better yet, just go deliver it to the county clerk's office. Listeners should be urged to call five family members and urge them to get their ballots filled out and turned in today. It's our turn and responsibility to elect conservative and common sense leaders to the Salem Kaiser School Board can neglect this and miss the opportunity. Amen. Michael writes regarding rewriting the summary of House Bill 2002B and my musing since the temporary restraining order has been denied by a Marion County judge in the lawsuit. The lawsuit's still in place, but the temporary restraining order isn't. This person writes, Michael says, I think it's, I kind of think that it's okay for this bill to be rewritten. And I say this because I personally, I just want to give the House Republicans a second chance to show their spinelessness. They're going to get replaced if they show no spine again. I have heard tell that every dog will hunt. I just want to see if these Republicans will hunt or stay on the porch with the puppies. Well, that's good, Michael. That's really good. Rebecca writes uh, an email, and it's a good one. It's about parents seeking sex change operations. Before I do that, I want to remind you, if you haven't noticed, been a little warm last few days, freedom, heating, and air can make you feel a lot cooler in your home or your business If you're not, this is your opportunity. Give them a call. They'll come out to your home right away. The hot weather is going to be maybe a little bit cooler today, but not a whole lot. So give them a call. They'll come out and fix it for you right away. 503-580-1456. 580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Their emergency services is one of the great many benefits you get If you do business with Freedom Heating and Air, they come out to your home right away. 503-580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair.net. Here's Rebecca's email about parents who are seeking sex change operations. She writes, if we limit this argument to parental rights, then we fall into the trap of the fact that the false advertising and false teaching is done in schools. The doctors who offer no alternatives have been doing this for a long time, since all of this started in the 60s with three homosexual doctors 
doctors who began to push this against all science. This falls more into the area of lobotomies, I believe. Parents also sought lobotomies for their children, but was completely bogus medical intervention that only benefited the parents. This is false science and false advertising and tyrannical removal of the religious rights of people. Years ago, the activists who wanted to just have freedom to gay to have gay bars said, we just want you out of our bedrooms. Now they say we need to protect the children. But some of those who are leading this are now parents. You're right. But here's where you're wrong, Rebecca. Even though you're right on the substance of what you've just said and what you've just written, you're wrong is to say that this that it's wrong for us to limit this to parental rights. Because that's the first thing that comes to mind. The outrage it creates. Seriously. The outrage it creates when you say, what do you think about, when you ask that question, what do you think about 10-year-olds getting abortions without a parent's consent or knowledge? And if they do object, they go to jail. What do you think about that? What's the first thing that comes out of their mouth? Well, it hasn't been the history of how all of this has been done. And the fact that it's false advertising, no. Parental rights. You're outraged immediately. Or a 10-year-old getting transgender surgeries or treatments without parental consent. And you going to jail for that. Or having your child taken from you. What comes to mind is parental rights, first and foremost, and that's what you have to push because it's what sells. Rebecca's absolutely right about the history of this thing, 100%, folks. That's not the message that sells. Neither is the message the Senate Republicans are putting out that a judge just rejected in Marion County, at least in regards to not the underlying lawsuit, but the temporary restraining order. Now, there's other things going on. And let me just quickly share with you. Turkey had elections. The communistic dictator Erdogan of Turkey. Oopsies. He's probably going to face a runoff election. Who saw that coming? Who also saw, by the way, a young Harvard graduate who stood up yesterday as Joe Biden was giving the commencement speech at Harvard. He stands up and he turns around to the audience. He's black, by the way. With a sign on a piece, 8 by 11 piece of paper. And it says... Biden and Harris don't care about black people. What? Yeah, it's pretty good. By the way, the former Marine Daniel Perry who protected a bunch of other people on the New York subway from the crazy guy held him down, guy, crazy black, or yeah, crazy black guy, who's a known threat, had been arrested, what, 40 times? Anyway, he gets, he gets arrested 
turns himself in. He has a legal defense fund that's raised almost $2 million because you can't defend yourself if you're in New York City under D.A. Alvin Bragg. Call or hang on. I'll get to the other side of the break here at 648 in the morning. Don't go away. There's lots to talk about. Oh, and I've got even more about Ellen Rosenblum and why she jumped into an awful lawsuit in another state. And it's awful. Why? Because Oregon has a similar law you need to know about. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Yeah, you're probably not going to believe what Alan Rosenblum signed on to in a U.S. Supreme Court case in another state, Minnesota. I'll tell you about it as soon as we talk to Art. Art, good morning. How are you and what's your mind today? Good morning, Jeff. I'm just trying to figure out how the Democrats can say they're trying to protect the children. Okay? It's, how are you protecting them uh, when you're not addressing the issues? If the child thinks they're a male and they're really a female or a female thinks they're a male, then you need to address that issue. I mean, there's only boys and girls, men and women. We all know that. So, uh, you know, that's just ludicrous that they would say we're trying to protect the child. Um, How are you protecting them if, you know, they're in a situation... Uh, where somebody adult is having sex with them or whatever, uh, and you don't prosecute that individual. I mean, to me, they're just trying to push pedophilia and people that are older having sex with minors and stuff. And... We shouldn't be doing that. I mean, we should be prosecuting. And you're not protecting these kids by not addressing the real issues, period. So, Democrats, yeah, right. quit lying. Because you're not protecting anybody except the people who are breaking the law, which are the individuals who are doing whatever the heck they're doing with these children. You're right. Art well said. It's a form of child abuse. <clears throat> in God bless you. Thank you, Art. Cool. Yeah, thank you. G- great point. Folks, I mean, it, it is, it's common sense. Again, when you ask the question, should you as a parent have a say in your 10-year-old daughter getting an abortion? Shouldn't you know about that? Shouldn't you know who impregnated her? Shouldn't you have at least a consideration into that knowledge of it? 
Did you know that your 10-year-old can go to school and tell a school nurse that she's been impregnated and raped? And the school nurse can contact a doctor, an abortion doctor, and all in the name of protecting the child, your 10-year-old daughter can go have an abortion. Which, by the way, if that abortion gets botched, guess who gets to pay the bill to try to fix it? You do as the parent. Oh, and by the way, insurance has to cover all of this. Your insurance and your insurance company can't tell you about it. Did you know that? Yeah. And if you as a parent object to your 10-year-old daughter getting an abortion without your consent... You could go to jail. Well, let's set that aside. Yeah, there are plenty of laws. There's already laws against impregnating, having sex with minors. Let's set that aside. What about transgender surgeries? Don't you as a parent think that you have the right as a parent who's legally responsible for this child and morally responsible for it? since you brought it into the world, since you changed its diapers, since you fed it, since you took it to the doctor for dental appointments, the, the doctor didn't do that. The state didn't do that. You did it. Don't you think you should have a say as a parent to whether your child should get transgender surgery or transgender treatments? And if you object, you could go to jail. These are the questions you should ask because that's what matters to parents. Now, I teased you with this and I'll get to it in a moment. By the way, I want to thank Power Buke GMC for not only being the, the Power Auto Group for being one of our sponsors of this talk line, but also Power Honda specifically sponsoring this show. We're grateful for that. They're down in Albany. They're part of the Power Auto Group. Go to their website. Check out their new selection of new Hondas at mypowerhonda.com. Ellen Rosenblum, our trumpet sec no, secretary of state, that was Shamia Fagan. And I've got news on that. Well, we won't get to it today. Anyway, Ellen Rosenblum is Oregon's long-serving attorney general. She says, why Oregon signed on, this Willamette Week story is why Oregon signed on to a U.S. Supreme Court case to defend, defend folks, taking a 94-year-old woman's money. What? You see, a Minnesota county sold a taxed foreclosed condo and then kept all the money from the sale not just the delinquent taxes Oregon signs on to this Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum does now why would you worry about that in another state in Minnesota It's because Oregon has a similar law. Did you know that? If you're behind on their property taxes, Oregon's law is your property gets sold on the steps of the courthouse, right? 
But did you know that Oregon has another law that says, hey, guess what? The state gets to keep all the money, not just the delinquent taxes. Ellen Rosenblum is defending that. In fact, that's what her spokesman said because she's supporting the laws on Oregon's books, except when she disagreed with those laws, like the death penalty. She refused that one. About gay marriage, she refused to defend those. Oopsies. Let's go to Gary. Gary, go Beebs. Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. We had a great time uh, Saturday morning. We were in a prayer circle, and all of a sudden, uh, some ladies started praying in uh, Hebrew, and uh, it was just amazing. Ah, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a great time. Uh, I, are you going to the thing today at 9? I won't be there, but Army will. Um, no. Uh, I, I've got a lot a of pastors will be there. And, yeah. I, folks, at 9 o'clock, Unify Oregon, which Gary is part of, is hosting a prayer rally at we're, we're not doing it some pastors are doing it oh some pastors uh, who, past, who is it by the pastor way? lou with the river church and some others yeah, yeah. okay my, my friend i have you know, uh just real quick uh jeff i'm uh i'm really getting a little upset with our pastors uh why are they not telling their parishioners to vote uh, I didn't hear it over the weekend, and after this vote, these pastors will have per, uh, churches that are only going to be voting at 25% when they could change elections. You're right. Absolutely right. Pastors, you need to tell your people to vote because all these school board elections, they matter. That's where the battle is. Folks, see you tonight at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. Tonight is... Political coffee clash. Barely Nelson. We can fly Oregon there.